Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast, a Canadian real estate podcast that shows you how to pay off your mortgage sooner and live well while doing it. Now, here's your host, Sean Cooper. Welcome to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. I'm Sean Cooper, and it's great to be back for another episode. On today's show, I'll be talking to Anna Belush. Anna's episode is the latest in a series of podcast shows on women in real estate. In the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing successful female real estate investors to help encourage and inspire more women to get into real estate. Anna is a freelance writer who enjoys writing about real estate and personal finance. She's particularly interested in mortgages, retirement, insurance, and investing. Her work can be seen on LendingTree, Credit Karma, Experian, Business Insider, and other well-known publications. In my interview with Anna, we discuss factors to consider when buying a home, how she paid off her mortgage in only 16 months, and how to create a third income. Without further ado, here's my interview with Anna Belouche. Hi, Anna. How are you doing today? Hi, Sean. Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Looking forward to a very interesting discussion on real estate. When I came across your story, I usually see stories about people stretching out their mortgage as long as possible, uh-huh. but you actually managed to pay it off at half the amount of time as me, so I knew that I had to interview you, so super excited <laughs> to be chatting today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Great. Well, let's get started. Right after you got engaged, you decided it was time to upgrade your two-bedroom apartment to a house. What encouraged you to get into the real estate market so early? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was living in a two-bedroom apartment and, you know, it was, it was just me, my then fiance and boyfriend. And, you know, at the time, I think we had enough room, but I was kind of feeling like I was kind of like wasting money on rent. So, like I was paying, I think it was like 800 bucks a month to live in this apartment. And I'm like, okay, well, my money really isn't going anywhere. And I had saved up enough money for a down payment. And I also saved enough money for, you know, furniture and closing costs and all the other costs that are typically associated with buying the home. So once I had all of that money in the bank and, you know, I got engaged and knew that, you know, I was with the person that I wanted to eventually own a home with, it only made sense to kind of do some shopping and start looking for houses. You know, and at first it was like, we we were looking, you know, on Zillow for houses and it was kind of like we were doing it for fun, you know, and the more and more we were looking on Zillow, the more and more serious it became. So eventually we came across a, a ranch, a three bedroom, two bathroom ranch, and we got a great deal on it and it had everything that we wanted. So it was kind of, you know, we were kind of like, okay, let's do this. So I think everything, just the, the timing was good and it, we had, the finances were there. So it only made sense for us to upgrade from an apartment to a house. That's a quite an interesting story. Did you know that when you saw the property, it was your dream home at that point in time? Or do you kind of see this as a stepping stone to another property later on? Like, is this your forever property? So people ask me that, and, you know, and it's hard for me to really answer that because, you know, anything can happen, life changes. As of right now, we're really happy with it, but, you know, we don't have any kids yet, so we don't know if our needs will change in the future. But either way, you know, whether or not we stay here or not, you know, I don't regret paying off our mortgage. And I think if we do end up moving, it's, it's a great, there'll be a great stepping stone to, a, you know, a bigger dream home if we choose to go that route. 
Great. Well, finding a home in a good school district was important to you, but you don't have any kids yet, as you mentioned. Why was that important and what other factors matter to you in a home? So I'm just a really big planner and I'm always thinking about the future. And, you know, even though, you know, we didn't have kids the time at the time that we bought the house, you know, we, we do want kids in the future. So it only made sense to look for a house in a good school district. You know, we don't want to go through, you know, the hassle or the expense of looking for a private school or paying for a private school, rather put that money, you know, towards my kids' college. So school districts was definitely really important to us. And we ended up in the Hudson School District, which is a top rated school district. So we were pretty excited about that. Aside from school district, we were also looking for um, a property with some land. My husband grew up in a rural area with, you know, a lot of acreage. So that was pretty important to him. He was used to having like a big backyard. And then another thing that we really wanted was a large kitchen. We love to entertain. We like to have people over and cook. So, you know, a, a big kitchen and, you know, updated kitchen was pretty important to us. We didn't want a kitchen that was small or a kitchen that needed, you know, $50,000 worth of work. So we got really lucky because we ended up with a house in a good school district on 1.2 acres with a pretty updated kitchen. We've got, you know, the granite countertops, the newer cabinets, stainless steel appliances, um, a large peninsula. So it's a really great place to have, you know, to entertain and have people come over and just make some great memories. So I think we really got a lot of the things that we wanted. That's great to hear. And I'm just curious, a lot of people, when they're looking at properties for the first time, they get mesmerized by the cosmetics of the properties. So the fact that it's mm-hmm. an open layout and such, but right. I'm just curious, did you look at the bones of the house, so to speak, and just make sure that the structure is good, the roof's good, the windows are good? Because yeah. even as a first time home buyer myself, I like, luckily had my parents looking with me and they would point stuff out that I was totally oblivious to just because I did it know to look mm-hmm. for things. Right. Well, fortunately, I'm married to um, an engineer. So like he was really big on making sure that the roof was in good shape, making sure that, you know, there weren't, weren't any foundation issues. There weren't, wasn't any, you know, we have a basement, so there weren't any basement water, you know, water issues or anything like that. So while I paid more attention to the cosmetic stuff, I think my husband was more focused on, you know, it, does this house have good bones? You know, are there any major issues that'll, you know, cost us headaches and money down the road? We also invested in an inspection. So we had a professional inspector come in and make sure that everything was good to go and that there weren't any major problems that we, you know, we didn't want any, to, we wanted to avoid all surprises. So we definitely took our time and made sure that, you know, this house had good bones. And, you know, it, it is an older house. It was built in 1951. But, you know, I think it's in, in great shape and we haven't had any issues so far. Knock on wood. That's great to hear. Now, you managed to pay off your mortgage in half the time I did, 1.5 years. Wow, that's remarkable. How did you accomplish this impressive feat? Thank you so much. Well, first of all, you know, I'd be lying if I said it was easy. It was definitely not easy. I think um, a big part of it was the fact that we were living on three incomes. So my husband has a, had a great job in forensic engineering. I had a full-time job in online marketing. And I was also freelance writing on the side. So we basically had three incomes and, you know, and no kids. We also had no debt. I didn't have student loans. We didn't have car payments or anything like that. So I think the fact that we were debt-free and we didn't have a lot of expenses, I think really helped. And also, we do live in a lower cost of living area. So I think that that helped as well. But I think it was a combination of the fact that we had three incomes, no debt. We were extremely committed. And this was just a goal that was really important to both of us. 
And, you know, at first we thought it would take us like three years, three to five years, but things started going really well with my freelance writing business. And so it happened a lot sooner than we expected. And your story is very similar to me. I mean, I was a freelance writer back when I had a mortgage and just having those extra checks coming in and you could just make lumps of payment against the mortgage could really help get it paid down super fast. It's just so Mm -hmm. motivating to see the ballots go down so quickly. I mean, I signed up for like a five-year mortgage and and to pay it off in only three, I certainly didn't think I could do it that way. But it just becomes, I guess, a bit addicting once you see, you know, how fast you can the balance. Yeah, I think once we started to see the, you know, the balance go down, we got, you know, got really excited about it. And so we kept working harder and harder and harder. And we never really gave up. Just it's fulfilling to see that, you know, all of your hard work is paying off. So we never gave up and it it just happened a lot sooner than we thought it would. Yes, very well said. So you were mentioning that something that helped you was your side hustle or your third income. Any Mm -hmm. recommendation for others looking to follow in your footsteps and create a third income? I would say the biggest tip that I have is to be persistent. There's a lot of people that start a side hustle and they just give up because they don't see instant results. And the thing is, is that things don't happen overnight. So you have to be persistent. You have to have patience and you have to keep working hard. When I started working as a freelance writer, I wasn't making very much money, but I knew that if I kept at it, I would eventually succeed and make more money. And then now I'm at the point where I work from home full time and I am a full time freelance writer. So my side hustle turned into a full time job. And I think it was because of my persistence because I never gave up. And it was hard because I was working a full time job and, you know, I had friends and I had hobbies and, and it was hard to kind of balance everything. But I think that I knew, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I knew that, you know, if I worked hard enough, I'd eventually be able to quit my full-time job and make this freelance writing thing a full-time career. And I was right. And I never gave up. So I think my biggest piece of advice is once you start a third income, keep going. Don't give up. Keep hustling because it really might change your life forever. Great advice. And certainly when I was working so hard to get my mortgage paid off, I just saw it as short-term paid for long-term gain. I mean, I knew I didn't watch it hard forever, but once I saw how close I was to getting my mortgage paid off and saw the progress and eventually got it paid off, then I could get more of a better work-life balance. So I've been able to take all sorts of wonderful trips and I'm not sure I would have been comfortable taking those trips when I still had the ball and chain of my mortgage uh, holding me down. So it just kind of gives you that freedom. I think it all goes back to the idea of delayed gratification. You know, like a lot of people want, like I said, instant results. But, you know, that, that's not how it works. If you're able to delay your gratification and think like, okay, it's temporary, but, in, you know, in three or five years or less, it'll pay off. I think that that's really important. Yes, definitely. I mean, unfortunately, in the society that we live in with Instagram and all this other social media, people want right. gratification right away. It's kind of the, mm-hmm. the, the art of savings has been lost, so to speak. People, you know, uh-huh. want everything right now. They never want to wait for everything. But uh, I guess as the saying goes, good things come to people who wait and, you know, showing that discipline yeah. and being disciplined to save for a property and putting that extra money towards your mortgage could really pay off because once you have it paid off, it opens up all sorts of opportunities for you, you know, whether it's quitting your full-time job, traveling or whatnot. So mm-hmm. that's really part that I like the best about not having a mortgage. Totally agree. Yes, and that leads perfectly into the next question. 
in the Business Insider article you wrote, while paying off a mortgage early saves money in the long run, it wasn't just about the math, it's about freedom. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, I think a lot of people thought I was kind of crazy for wanting to pay my mortgage off so quickly. You know, they said things like, you know, why don't you put that money into your retirement account? You can make more money in the long run if you were to max out your retirement account. Why are you paying off your mortgage early? The interest rates are fairly low. Why don't you just invest your money instead? And that makes sense to me. Like, I understand why people go that route and would rather have a 30-year mortgage and put a lot of their money towards retirement and investing. But for me, it was more of a peace of mind thing. And so I knew that if I paid off my mortgage, I would have the peace of mind of knowing that if my husband lost his job or if I lost my job or my freelance writing gig didn't go very well, that we'd be fat and we'd still have a roof over our heads. There's something to be said for eliminating your most expensive bill. A lot of people who struggle financially, I think their life would really change if they didn't have a mortgage because typically your mortgage is your most expensive bill. Imagine getting rid of that and think about all the other places that you could put that money towards. I was contributing to retirement while I was paying off my mortgage early. So I wasn't forgetting about that. But no, I wasn't maxing it out. But to me, it was worth it because now that my mortgage is paid off, I can focus on retirement and maxing that out while still knowing that I don't have this large house payment weighing over my head. And for me, freedom is extremely important. The fact that I work from home now, I don't have a full-time employer. I don't have to be in an office from eight to five. I don't have to have 10 days of paid time off. I can be flexible, work from my couch. You know, if I, if I want to take a day off, I can take a day off. I have the freedom that to me is what, you know, made everything worth it. And I, and I don't know if I'd be able to quit my full-time job and have this freedom writing gig from home if I had a mortgage. Even though, yes, I might have made more money investing in the long run. I mean, to me, you can't put a price tag on freedom and peace of mind. And that's what I was able to get with a paid off house. Yes, that's very well said. Just getting that, as you mentioned, freedom and peace of mind is well worth it. You quit my full-time job at Petri Consulting and I'm now like a full-time mortgage broker and still do some writing on the side, but I don't think I would have been comfortable mm-hmm. doing that if I had a mortgage still to pay. And yeah, it just kind of gave me that freedom to try out something new and I don't have a family yet. So with my mortgage paid mm-hmm. off, I just feel like I can give a new career a shot like this and I just wouldn't have felt Mm -hmm. doing this if I had my mortgage still. So it just kind of opened up a whole bunch of different doors for me. And I'm glad that I got to explore because speaking to my parents and other people, they tend to live a life of regrets. So they're like, you know, I should have started my own business. I should have done this trip or whatnot. And I didn't really want to live a life of regret. People may have criticized how hard I worked and paid off my mortgage sooner, but I've been able to Mm -hmm. cross things off my bucket list and done stuff that I've always wanted to do earlier than I thought that I'd be able to and all because my mortgage is paid off. So while I may have given up some investment returns, I definitely think the peace of Mm -hmm. mind is well worth it. Exactly. And yeah, just like you, like we were um, able to cross things off my bucket list. I can travel more. I like to try new restaurants. So I get to go to dinner more often, could give people generous gifts for their weddings and birthdays. And there's just a lot of freedom that I think a lot of people don't realize that you can enjoy if you pay off your mortgage. And honestly, the being in debt for 30 years, you know, with the house payment, that's just like, that's like the opposite of freedom. I mean, I would encourage anyone who has the opportunity to do so to pay off your mortgage early. It might not be the right choice for everyone, but if you want peace of mind and if you want freedom, 
and you're willing to work hard and make some sacrifices so that you can enjoy, you know, a great life without any mortgage debt, I think definitely worth it. Well, you sound like a very humble person, Anna. I'm just curious, when you paid off your mortgage, did you have any sort of celebration or did you just more or less pat yourself on the back and just notice the nice feeling of not having the mortgage payments coming out of your bank account anymore? Just curious how long that took to sink in and, and how all that changed and if you had a sort of grand celebration. I mean, I burned my mortgage papers, but I'm not sure people <laughs> like doing that like me. So I made my last payment online. It was October 2018. And then I think my husband and I just like went out to dinner. I didn't really, I didn't like put it on Facebook or anything like that. We just had a nice dinner and that's it. I mean, I think it, it for us, it's kind of like did it for ourselves, not to like for other people. So we just kind of kept it kind of a small celebration. And I think we told our parents and that's about it. And it was nice because it was, you know, it was weird. Like the next month, I all of a sudden didn't have a mortgage payment. So I'm like, whoa, what do I do with this extra money? You know, it was just, it was really, it was nice. Like I, I felt like, you know, I had more money for retirement, more money for travel, more money for things like going to restaurants or getting my nails done or just really some of the luxuries in life that a lot of people who have a mortgage payment, especially a high mortgage payment, aren't able to enjoy. So it was, it was really nice. And I still love it. So. Very well said. Glad to hear that you're enjoying life of being mortgage-free. Well, Etta, mm-hmm. it's been great having you on the show. Before I let you go, is there anything of interest that you're working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? So I write for a couple of different financial publications, Lending Tree, Credit Karma, Experian, are some of my top clients. So feel free to check out my work on those websites and follow me on those websites. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. Besides being a podcast host, I'm also an independent mortgage broker. If you or anyone you know, family, friends, coworkers, or neighbors could ever use any unbiased mortgage advice or a second opinion, feel free to reach out. Email me at Sean, that's S-E-A-N at burnyourmortgage.ca or Call or text me at 647-867-3711 for a free mortgage consultation. Also, be sure to head on over to www.burnyourmortgage.ca and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. As a small token of my appreciation, you'll be able to download my ultimate mortgage checklist on choosing the perfect mortgage. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you with all your mortgage needs. Once again, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Burn Your Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating. Until next time, happy mortgage burning.